And recording. Yes, Andy from The Player, yet again. And I'm with uh, a very interesting gentleman called JC. And we'll find more about JC in a, in a minute. He is one of the founders of a fantastic charity in the UK called Movember. And once again, we will explain all that in a minute. I'll let JC do it in his own words. JC, thank you for taking the time to talk to the player. Really appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. Um, first of all, I've got to ask, JC, what's it stand for or where's it come from or you're not allowed to tell me? <laughs> You'd have to ask my mother. She was very lazy. See, we're Australian. Okay. Every, everything gets narrowed down in Australia. So you instantly go from probably four names down to one, just down to a, a noise. A noise. <laughs> I love it. So that's your official name then, JC. Well, yeah, I've been, well, I've been called that for a very, very long time. Uh, my real name's Justin, um, but yeah, JC is kind of what everyone's been calling me since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. Yeah, that's cool. So you said you're originally from Australia? Yeah, Sydney. Okay. Sydney, Australia. And when did you end up in the, uh, back in the colonies? In the lovely colonies, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I uh, yeah, I still I still live out there. Yeah. Uh, no, I moved over here in August two thousand eight because of November. Um, before that, we started and founded November in two thousand three. Um, and then when it got too big, too fast, too quick, one of us had to move to LA, mm -hmm. and one of us had to move to London. Oh, you got I the was, short straw, did I was married with three kids, so it was like. Oh. High heels and bikinis weren't going to go, so ads, uh, ads took off to LA, okay. um, and sun and surf, and I took off to London. And I've been here for, I've been in London many times before, loads of friends here, right. I grew up in media, um, I've been over here for media for a little bit, so I kind of knew London quite well, mm -hmm. been coming here in the 90s, and yeah, and I love this town, and it's the, the cornerstone to Europe, just jumping across and yeah, yes. going to have fun, so... A uh, lot yeah. easier than LA. LA, you yeah. are literally stuck there, aren't you? I mean, you get weekends in Hawaii. Yeah, and LA, you've got to drive everywhere, and I love the commuting town. I love hanging out in London. London's popping at the moment as well. London has an incredible food scene. It's always had one of the most epic party scenes. Mm. Um, so much going on in London. Food, art, the whole lot, you know, and just, it's just a town full of a melting pot of amazing people. So. And we love Australians. So I know, it goes down okay. <laughs> right. Up until this week with the World Cup. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Oh, God, don't. Movember, tell me what Movember is. So Movember started off, a, off an idea. It was a whim. It was um, two of my mates, because uh, there's four founders of Movember, and they were talking about reoccurring fashions and stuff that was coming back. And there was a lot of things coming back, and the moustache kind of vanished off the face of the earth. So... Um, came up with the idea of Movember being the month of November, so mm -hmm. just change it to an M, and it's a Mo in Australia, so slang for Mo moustache in Australia I is Mo. I never knew that. Again, yeah. like you said, everything's shortened. Everything's shortened. So slang for moustache in Australia is Mo. Oh, so it was like wow. Movember, that works, 30 days, it's going to take 30 days to grow a Mo. Um, so we started Movember, and 30 guys um, rocked up, grew moustaches for 30 days, which was brilliant. And the second year we decided this is something good we can help change the world with. Um, breast cancer had done such an amazing job yeah. and no one was really giving back to men. And um, we looked at prostate cancer and it was kind of, none of us were affected by cancer at the time. It was just, 
once we'd done the research on prostate cancer, mm. and funny, because Trav had come home late one night with a kebab in his hand <laughs> at about two o'clock in the morning and seen this prostate cancer ad on TV, which was like the full rubber glove, oh, like no. just pretty funny stuff. Mm. So I kind of started off in relation to, well, that looks like us for sure, because we're not charity boys. We never were charity boys. You know, we're surfers and skaters. We all come from, you know, creative backgrounds, media backgrounds, um, and just all around Aussies, love music, love bands, love skating, love surfing, and that's <laughs> kind of who we were, so we're kind of the bad boys of charity back in the day. Love it. Um, so we approached, you know, prostate cancer, and when we looked at it, we realized quite quickly it was a very serious disease, and it was one of the biggest killers in men, and getting detected early is a game changer. You know, if, if guys can get detected early with prostate cancer, yeah. the... the the probability of, of survivorship is just enormous. So if you get detected early, you can go through that process. So we knew we could change the dial with that pretty quick. And we knew through an education process, you know, that that would be an amazing thing to do. So um, we went along and met with the Prostate Cancer Australia. That year we'd raised 54,000 Australian dollars um, by people just giving us money, which was great. So nobody was growing moustaches? No, we are growing moustaches for 30 days, and then you could get, give money if you wanted to. People sponsored you? Yes, yeah, sponsored you to grow the moustache for 30 yeah. days. Um, and 54000 was in the bank. We thought that was a pretty good thing, because it mm. was just something we wanted to do as four guys to give back. It's pretty incredible for a month. Yeah, and we had this massive party at the end, which is a fancy dress gala party. You got so it. you come as Man of November and Miss Movember and... <laughs> Um, lame-mo and you, you win your sash and that was our thing that was our charity our charity thing for the year and it was it was amazing and it was an epic party <laughs> and we got to give back to charity so when we told Prostate Cancer Australia what we'd done they kind of didn't fit very conservative organisation um, it's cancer it's a very serious thing and mm. we were having a lot of fun raising money for, for cancer and, and awareness and awareness yeah. which, which was brilliant and you know, that, first, that second year when 450 guys grew most for us, the conversations were really bizarre. People were actually offended by the moustache. They'd be like, what do you want a moustache for? And like really anti the moustache, which made it even funnier. Because you're just growing this, this, this bit of facial furniture for five days and it's kicking in, it's not a beard, it's a moustache. So you instantly have to say, look, I'm growing it for November. What's November? Well, it's for prostate cancer. And did you know like one man dies every hour and... We're doing it for good. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. Here's mm. some cash. Good on you. And a lot of the people who raised money for us that year were kind of first-time fundraisers. They were young guys. They weren't used to giving. And it just kind of spiraled out of control. And the next year, we ended up raising $1.1 Australian dollars. Wow. Which was just phenomenal. I mean, I was surfing in Bali at the time. <laughs> the boys rang me and like, you see, you've got to get back. Like, it's popping. Adam's mum was doing the receipts. Um, we weren't a foundation. And when we had to tell the tax department that, you know, we'd raised 1.1 million and they wanted to take 30% of it, it's like, what do you mean? There's four young guys who'd raised this money who aren't a foundation, who aren't a charity. You've just raised 1.1 million. Yeah. Pretty much bullshit you have. We want to take the 30% cash, you know, ta tax off you. And no, we, we went and, you know, we argued the point and they quickly found out who we were and why why we were doing what we did and we could prove we could prove that pretty quick and mm. they were so impressed that year they matched it for the first time in the history of men's health in Australia wow so all of a sudden Prostate Cancer UK was sitting there uh, Prostate Cancer Australia was sitting there with 2.2 million in the bank so thank you very much thank you very much for a whole bunch of guys they quite weren't sure because when we went yeah. and saw them the, the first time 
ads, met them in a coffee shop and went, look, we want to partner with you. We've thrown these crazy parties. Here's 54,000. This year, we want to put, make it official, put you on our website, the whole lot. And the CEO at the time, Andrew Giles, just sort of said, look, thanks, but no thanks. You guys are a bit too loose. It's, it's too out there. Um, but if you happen to raise any money, we'll, we'll take have, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so ads paid for coffee that day and you know, <laughs> they quickly wanted to partner with the Sins and then it kind of spiraled out of control because November, Australia during that time, a lot of people were visiting from England and as you do, you know, the world's largest island, it's a great place to go and have some fun. Yeah. It's November. So everyone got wind of November just by us doing it and then New Zealand was a natural choice to go second with. We took on... Um, mental health and suicide pretty early in Australia because we'd raised so much money for prostate cancer. Yeah. We knew they had to work out what to do with the 2.2. We weren't charity guys and we weren't there to bankroll charities. We were there to make a difference and make change because yeah. the four of us never wanted to be the guys that raised a billion dollars for men's health and it went nowhere. So we wanted to have, we're very outcome based, very solution based kind of guys. So mm -hmm. we split the money that year. So Beyond Blue got um, half of the cash and really focused on, you know, suicide prevention. And, you know, we've taken that on globally. 77% of suicides are men. So if we can change that, that around right? the planet, yeah, that's kind of one of the big things for us. So November always kind of started around the whole man yeah. and what we could do. Prostate cancer was just a, a good catalyst to start with. As we went around the world, we found out it was one of the biggest causes of death in men around the world, UK, America, everywhere we went. Sure. So yeah. it was a natural fit. And then as it got big enough, we started to plug in other causes. So mm -hmm. testicular cancer is a big one in the UK for us. And we've just had, you know, we're the world's largest funder of testicular cancer. And we've just had an incredible breakthrough with testicular cancer. And we seriously believe wholeheartedly, you know, in the next five years, if we can educate guys well and get them talking about their health, mm. testicular cancer will be something that will be it will be done, you know. Through that testing, through the last bit of research we've done, which was the 5% um, who weren't, you know, responding well to chemo um, and other, other forms of treatment, that's what the research was on. They've started to find out why in the genome, why that doesn't happen. Right. Um, so with those both things together and our survivorship plan on GAP7 we're about to launch, we think literally testicular cancer, you know, men who, men who are born today should not be affected by testicular cancer in, in the their future. lifetime. Yeah. Because they should get tested early, they should get treated early. Same with prostate cancer. If we can get guys to get out there, get treated early. So if you've if if your dad or your granddad have got prostate cancer in the family, you're two and a half times likely more to get it. Right. At the at the correct age, you go and get checked, see where your PSA level at, which is the best test at the moment, go and see your doctor monitor it, you can active surveillance it, or if it's aggressive and it's in the family, then you know there's treatment methods to go through. What's a PSA level? It's a, it's a simple blood test, so you can go for a simple blood test, see where your PSA levels are at, and especially if it's in the family, you can see if you know really? you need to go and get your prostate checked. So it's not as bad as it sounds where you have to go to the doctor and you know he puts a rubber glove on and... No, not at all, not anymore. Right. And the PSA, we're working on better testing, so we're spending a lot of money on that, because there are definite flaws in that, and it could, you know, it could be elevated for different, many different other reasons. And this but is all money you're raising that's helping to one create the awareness and two, yeah, to sort out. We have over a thousand projects on the go globally right now. So we're wow. we're the world's largest men's health organisation on the planet right now. How <laughs> bad for, for four <laughs> crazy Australians in a pub? I was going to say, yeah, four <laughs> bud surfer dudes hanging out in Sydney. Jeez. 
So I know last time we met when we went and had a coffee to discuss doing the interview, um, you did mention to me the global turnover of, of I mean, you've gone from this sort of 1.2 million to yeah to how much? Which now? was a phenomenal amount. I mean, yeah. 1.2 back then. Geez, we we thought if we rate, you know, we thought if we could raise, you know, 100,000 a year, mm. have a have an epic party for everybody, um, <laughs> and help change the world a bit. But yeah. now, you know, we're we've raised since we started over 400. I think it's 420 million pounds since we started. Um, pounds, not pounds, dollars. Pounds, yeah, we're 600. <laughs> it's 650 million dollars. That we've raised. Holy shit! Um, we'll we'll pretty quickly round off to a billion um, with all the stuff we've got going in the next three seasons. Did you ever think in your wildest dreams it would get this big? <laughs> no, I'm peddling moustaches for a living, <laughs> sitting here talking to you. <laughs> yeah. I have 150 staff around the world in 21 countries. It's just yeah, no way we thought we'd be here. But the catalyst for change was to get you know. We're like-minded guys. I mean, we've had over 5 million people, including Mo Sisters, which we love and adore. Mo Sisters? Yeah. Who's They're Mo the females sisters? in our lives. They're the ones, you know. <laughs> without a good Mo Sister, behind every great moustache is generally a, an incredible Mo Sister, whether it be a mother, an auntie, someone's actual sister, or, or that relationship in your life. A Mo Sister. That can help you get motivated and make change. Cool. If we If we can honestly get, like... Women live, on average, globally, six years longer than men. Wrong. It's, it's not genetic. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying, it yeah. shouldn't be like that. We no, should it should be like that, but it's not genetic. It's, <coughs> it, it's men being inherently lazy and mm. not going to get tested early, mm. not going for that preventative treatment. If I can get every guy from today born and even work backwards to the ones who are around, get you tested, find out what's going to kill you in your family history... If you walk for 30 minutes, because that's part of our, our package now of the four pillars of November, is um, diet and exercise, mental health, testicular and prostate cancer. And then we'll start to take on other things around the whole man. But if I can get you to find out what's going to kill you historically, mm-hmm. is it high blood pressure, is it cholesterol, um, is it diabetes, is it heart disease, is it cancer of some form, yeah. I can get you on that path to get tested right. Yeah. I can then get you to move for 30 minutes, three times a week. I'll offset diabetes. I will offset um, heart disease, uh, Alzheimer's by a ridiculous amount, cancer by 50%. All these things we can do. There's no magic pill. It's get out and get active, get your diet right. And we're, we're, look, we're not holistic guys. We don't expect people to go and take <laughs> yoga classes and become vegans. You know me. That's I, not. I do Pilates. Yeah, which is great. But you yeah. do Pilates for the wrong reasons. No, I You're don't. not going there to get fit. <laughs> I really am. There might be the occasional good-looking woman in the class, but that's neither here nor there. Which, hey, if that's going to motivate you, get out. There's nothing. That's what a good motive is. See, no one saw that. Before. I went very defensive. There. You saw the arms crossed, and I was like, no, I'm not there for any other reason. But, great, everyone get out and exercise together. You know, that's, that's the whole thing. Hey, you know, breast cancer, get your man to check your boobs. Testicular cancer. Yeah, get the ladies that in, in the your street voice. and it just doesn't go down well. <laughs> <laughs> but if we can honestly get guys to do that, we will change health systems. Diabetes in this country alone, in the UK, is costing the NHS a million pounds an hour. An hour. It's going to send them broke. So if we can actually change people's perception and just get them to hang out. And one of the biggest things is men in their 20s get to hang out with their mates. 
Yeah. You've gone through school, you're hanging out, you're playing sport together, you're watching sports still together, you're at the pub, you're pulling chicks together, or guys, if that tickles your fancy, you're out there on the pool. You're mm-hmm. out there, you're hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get some sort of crazy rash going on, you tell your mate, oh, Jesus, oh, this just happened. Oh, dude, you got to go and see a doctor. This is what's going on. Or yeah. I'm not feeling well. I can't play rugby today or football or whatever you're playing because of this. Okay, mate, you should go and get checked. Yeah. Then you hit your 30s. You start to get into career, houses, <laughs> long-term relationships. By the time you wake up and you're 40, you've got something big happens in your life. You lose a business, you lose a house, you lose a job. You lose a girlfriend um, or a boyfriend or a long-term partner. Mm-hmm. You have a baby. Mm-hmm. You have no one to call when something significant happens in your life. You wake up and you know, you've, you've neglected your friendships. And to go to watch that sport game when you're in a relationship is a privilege. And, oh, you're going to go out with the boys again. <laughs> you're allowed out. Yeah. What, <laughs> what are you doing? We're, we're trying to build a philosophy back in at November. And the boys have to back us on this. It's not a right to passage it's a must you need to go and hang out with your mates you need to go to the pub with your mates and have a beer you need to go to a football game with your mates and have a beer or a sporting event I'm so going to play this to my wife when I you, you need to get out <laughs> you need to have that 30 minute conversation yeah. um, it's proven there's a, there's a case study that's been done in Europe um, I think it's in the Nordics and guys who play golf mm. will on average live 5 years longer than men who don't play golf yeah <laughs> which is brilliant for all of us we yeah. should get out on the golf course because you're out you're walking you're out there talking with your mates you're out there having those conversations and if we can get guys that's all I need guys and to we're do. exercising we're hitting the yeah. ball we're hitting the ball having fun taking the piss oh god I wish and getting I out met you 30 years ago <laughs> life would be so much different we will change health systems and stuff that's happening right now in wearable technology and um, we're privileged enough to be you know to, to know people in that space and people love November and you know we have an audience of 5 million people and last year during the six weeks thanks to the Facebooks of the world and you know when we started November in 2003 I had a pager <laughs> social social media was going out to the pub or the bar or the beach hanging out with your mates it that's wasn't... why I find it so incredible that even in those first few years how much you raised awareness for it and the money you raised yeah, because it was organic growth and it was through your mate network it was through it was through everyone hanging out and if you literally you wanted to know where your mate was or your work and your page, well, yeah. you, you rang a phone number and spoke to a lady <laughs> yeah. who then put a message together. I mean, that, some of those calls at three o'clock in the morning were hilarious. <laughs> exactly. Hello. <laughs> but thanks to social media now, we, we created 1.7 billion conversations about Movember and men's health in four weeks. 1.7 billion. We have governments that are scared if we turn people... Like if we, we went and we've had this happen, I'm not going to say where, but we've had this... Approach where please don't tell everyone to go to the doctor because if you tell everyone to go to the doctor, you're going to mail the health system. So you can't do that. So we have to responsibly look at doing things. Wow. Um, which which we are, and we're completely responsible in that sort of stuff. You know, we were the we, we have the thing we love to call it November the yin and yang. We have right. a, we we work hard, but we play hard. <laughs> and then we have an incredible foundation behind us where we have some of the smartest people in the room who work on our boards. Mm-hmm. When we look at doing programs around the world, we looked at taking on prostate cancer on globally. We have no borders, no boundaries. It's like, I just want to find where the smartest people are in the room mm-hmm. to do that project and bring them together. And that was kind of unheard of. 
back in the day because you usually build your money, like foundations would get a lot of money in a silo of a country, spend it within the country because that's where it was raised. Mm. We have the privilege of being able to go everywhere. So yeah. I have a project, um, well, we at Movember have a project going on with 150 different researchers across 15 different countries trying to fast track stuff. And that's fast tracking. So we're getting the answers. We had, we set up this thing called Promovio, which is kind of like Facebook's for geeks. It's for researchers. Right. When we started to set it up, everyone's like, don't do that. No one's going to respond. It went live instantly. The amount of researchers that were on it, talking about it. One had, you know, got picked up on a five, had got a grant for five million, I think it was, up in Canada. Um, all the grant was done in Canada for five million. I can't remember exactly which way it went, but they instantly started talking to someone else who just got acceptance to do the same research. It's like, hey, I've just done that. It didn't work. But if you take all my body of work and you move it forward, and he you won't waste five years of your life, you'll do yeah. that. Duplication for us is... is is a massive thing we just want to kill. And everyone wants to play in the sandpit, you gotta to play together. Mm. You gotta have, you know, have fun together, but play hard together and make sure that you know, you're changing the dial. And everything we do when we look at the research has to be scalable. We have to be able to change population. We have to be able to set that task. And whenever we put something together, we look at who are the smartest people on the planet to help us achieve this goal. Go and get them to put the committee together and the board. And that's what we kind of did with our Global Scientific Committee. It's like prostate cancer. What are the top three things? doesn't matter for money. What are the top three things in the world with prostate cancer? If you, did, if you had money and you had time and you had the smartest people, what would that be to solve? Then they go and put that together. Yeah. We go and fund that. And they go and find the smartest people in the world to resolve that stuff. And that's how it should be. And that's just how the world and the earth we live on should work. And... We're big believers in that, and we're big believers in change. It's, it's unbelievable. And also, which I find unbelievable, you say Adam was, is your other yep. founder? Yeah, Adam, Trav, and Luke. And, and you four are all still running this? Yeah, no, well, Luke, Luke, um, Luke's a big helper still, but he stepped out in 2007 right. um, to work with water. So he works with water um, in Africa on a big project. Wow. So he's gone to use his incredible creative skill set doing that and he's picking some amazing goals over there um, Trav still does all of our incredible creative that you see yeah. through the agency um, which is he, amazing yeah, actually some of it he's on the board we sit on a um, a global marketing committee I guess you call it with the founders and a couple of other smartest people in the room and we make sure the brand's on you know on focus on goal and on trajectory to where we want it so it's just truly it's totally mind-blowing I I mean I'd heard about the charity obviously and that's why we've ended up chatting but you know to, to realize how big a scale it was on I thought it was just in the UK yeah so it was something we did in England once a month once a year and everybody went oh look at that idiot with the moustache <laughs> and now I've realized how big it is it's just yeah it's phenomenal and you know Ads has been our CEO and our fearless leader I guess what we like to say for since the start, since 2004. And you, you were all buddies at school together? Trav and Ads are brothers. Right. Okay. Um, and Luke and Trav went to school together. Right. And I, I was one of Luke's friends and okay. then met the boys. And um, 2004, just timing. We all wanted the same thing and we all came together eclectically. I was <laughs> living on the Gold Coast at the time. Um, and the boys were all living in Melbourne. So right. they're all Melbourne, heavy Melbourne boys. So... Right. I'm, the, I'm the Sydney boy. So, <laughs> so when, you, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I don't know. I still don't know. 
<laughs> Great answer. I love that. I still don't know. I still don't know. When, when am I going to grow up? <laughs> I think, you know, I'm, it's, it's almost like your name suggests what you're here to do, in a way. It's quite weird. I'm married, I've been married for like 16 years this year, three kids, and I still don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, a, it's quite a common situation for men who have children, shall we say. <laughs> Still striving to get the past to get out. So, we're, I mean, obviously we, we could talk about Movember a lot more, more in depth, um, but I just want to give a general gist of, you know, how it all works, which I think we've done very well. But the future, I mean, where is the future with Movember? Yeah, well, we've moved it into not just growing. You know, moustache is king, and moustache will always be king for us because it's kind of got where we were. But yeah. the Movember Foundation for us now is the king, and, and we've become the world's largest mental health organisation, and we have, a, we have a responsibility to... Huge. To, huge responsibility to, to make sure that becomes significant. Yeah. And our next three years, you'll see us become, you know, heavily significant. And... The moustache will always be king and we'll always do the month of Movember. We own that really well. Mm. Um, but my job at Movember is to do new development stuff and build right. partnerships. And, you know, I'm building incredible partnerships with the PGA. We've just built it with Prem Rugby for the next four years and move like a pro. So the first four letters of Movember are move. Mm -hmm. So we really want to get everyone to get moving. And if we can get people moving, we can change the dial on health. Mm. Um, so we really want to try and... we. Ads and I definitely want to try and reduce the gap. If we can just get that six-year gap changed and get guys to get checked, get early, and change the gap of six years, and men and women live equally as long, mm -hmm. that will change health systems, economies, families. It'll change. It'll change the world. It'll change the world in a very simple way. <laughs> this so, is a guy called JC telling me he's going to change the world. <laughs> but it will change the world. So if we can actually do that, and I think that's a very achievable goal. With the, with, with the, we just, if we can keep surrounding ourselves with incredibly smart people that can help us do it, then there's no reason why we can't. Do you ever, do you ever have a rest? Do you ever go on holiday? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. Do you ever really, break no. and just say, you know what, I'm gonna go do some surfing for a few days. Well, I do, and the problem with that is, as soon as I step out to surf or snowboard or um, hang out with my mates or just go and chill out, you come up with about a thousand different other ideas to go and do stuff, so you can't... You Remember can't, what you said. You can't stop... It's good to go long. out and have that, you know, two, three hours with your mates. Yeah, and get that balance, and, you know, I've got, I've got an incredible set of friends. I've got five million people across 21 markets, <laughs> so everywhere I tend to go, I, I have the privilege and, and really humbling to just hang out with incredible people. Not bad having five million friends. Yeah, it's not <laughs> helping us change the world. I mean, it's pretty good just to be able to say that, you know, you wake up every day and you're, you're changing the world that little bit. I mean, you can't complain about that. You can't. I, I haven't really got a lot more I can add to this. You've totally blown me away. No, <laughs> one, you know, meeting you the first time was, was great enough, let alone sitting there and hearing all about Movember. Um, you, you're an abs absolute inspiration to a lot of us out there who, you know, it is a thing testicular cancer and prostate cancer and all of this you know we all know as guys it's not something we really talk about to our, to our mates it's something that you find out you've got and then it's like oh my buddy's dying of prostate cancer and I think what you're doing is making it more acceptable to talk about it it doesn't mean to say you know it's wrong to talk about it or it's right but you're making it acceptable 
and that I totally admire you for. And I just hope that this continues to grow the way you have this absolute, you know, passion for it. And I know I can see it's just going to go all the way. <laughs> and I hope in five years' time, when we sit down again and we have a catch up on all this, you say to me, "Andy, do you remember when we were talking about that? Well, it's now three hundred billion, and we're still going strong. And I've just, you know, created something." that I'm very proud of and I think so you should be. Thanks, Absolutely Andy. amazing. For four skater dudes, good luck to all of you. Hey, if it. we can, and we are changing the world, but if we can continue to do it and we can change the face of men's health, which is one of our taglines on that, mm. it does change everything. And I, I just think, you know, for us, it's not even us, we call ourselves the roadies, you know, we work out the back, we're the heavy lifters. <laughs> it's our five million rock stars in front of us that really go out and change the game for us. So we hope they keep turning up, we hope they keep you know, having fun with us. And, you know, November's about being clean, simple, and fun. If you think it's going to be too hard, nine times out of ten it is. Mm. And when you look at stuff and you break it down <laughs> from programs to events to partying to the serious side of what we do to all of our staff and our values on the wall are pretty clear as you walk in here. And, you know, it's a pretty laid-back atmosphere. And, yeah. you know, for us to have, you know, 150 passionate people who work for us around the world, they're the guys who are doing it. So if, if we can continue to drive that, um, yeah, we will be sitting here in five years' time changing the world that ever bit more. Modest to the end. <laughs> JC, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Andy. An absolute pleasure. Cheers, buddy. As always. <laughs>